Bitch, you better praise God or I'ma shoot and that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'ma hit you with this cane. Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free TK. It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died because I know it's coming up. Welcome back to the We Was Righteous podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm also Chanel. <laughs> You're still Chanel. And we're back for the season finale of Righteous Gemstones. They did a two-episode season finale, episodes eight and nine. And the show's over. Chanel, what did you think about the first the season the, finale the, of the Gemstones? The season's over. The season's over. Season oh, the four season's over. Yes, we did get another season, which is excellent. Um, it is very excellent. I, what did I think? Yeah. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It's so funny how, like, so many things happen, and overall, at the end, I felt warm and fuzzy, and then I texted you, because I was like, oh, I I also need to remember that people died in this episode. (laughs) Like, people were murdered, but, um, in general, like, yeah, I definitely, I loved it. it. They do this thing where this is why we love the show but you know i said it last week it's a drama that they made funny and so they do have real tense moments i'm not even talking about the kidnapping abduction i'm talking about in general like they have drama throughout the episode throughout the season so when it all resolves itself i always just feel so so relieved like all right this is better than i could have planned it let's 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 see what season four has in mind um it has in store because there's so many good things what about you i really loved it except it felt like the end of the show not the end of the season. It felt like it was tying up everything in the show. So I'm really interested to see where they go next season. And we'll get into that. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah, I mean, the thing, too, though, like, they they do do this every season. And we just have so long in between that I don't think we realize. Because, like, they had the issues with the dad last year. And didn't they kill the kidnappers and everyone was happy and home and yay? Or, like, the Gideon thing, like... They got rid of the bad guys and Gideon came home. Yeah, like they always wrap, they do wrap it up to where um, it sounds like they're not, they're not cocky. Like they're like, look, if we get another season, we'll start this shit over. If we don't, you're not going to be, you're not going to leave. Like, you know, it's no Veronica Mars, which ended at the end of season three with a massive fucking cliffhanger and never came back for series four until 20 years later. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in years. Veronica Mars. Do you know that's one of my favorite shows ever of all time? I've never seen it. I've, I think I've seen the commercials. Wasn't it on the CW or something? You! One of them channels. You've never seen Veronica Mars. Yes, it was a CW. Nigga. Yeah. That's, that's the show that we would, if I ever did retro TV, I would make you watch Veronica Mars. I would do it. I'm not opposed to that. Oh my God. Hold on one second. Um, <laughs> At least I know what the commercials are for that. All I was sorry, Alexa just started announcing a bunch of shit to me. What I was trying to let you know though is that um Veronica Mars is one of the best shows ever written, ever in life. And um I would make you watch it and I think you would like it. But also like there there is stuff to talk about in it. And it is a show where like the character goes the characters go in so many different places. And what my favorite thing about it is is there's a mystery in the, from the very beginning. And by the middle, by the end of the season, now they've solved that mystery before then. Like they didn't, they don't wait to the end of the season to solve it. That shit gets solved randomly. And then two other mysteries come up before that solved. So like 
you think the show is going to be about A, but it's really about D and W and then the character development. So highly recommend. And then what happened was it didn't come back on the CW for season four. I remember the episode coming out live. It went away forever. There was there became like a cult following called the Marshmallows. Um, uh, what? And then the Marsmallows or something like that, like because of Veronica Mars. So um, we were cult following. <laughs> we like missed the show. Like 15 years later, they made a movie. And the movie was like in real time. What happened to Veronica after the, like after this much time passed? Because she was like college age at the end of the show. And then because the movie was such a hit they brought back a hulu season a hulu adult season and that shit ended with a major cliffhanger so i don't think we're ever getting another installation but veronica mars is one of the best like comeback stories ever and that's my veronica mars take okay i'm not opposed to that i saw the commercials so it's something that i know is familiar um before we get into the finale of the gemstones though just remember, you can leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star Please review. We'll, we'll read it on the air. Uh, you can also send us an email at wewasdragonspod at gmail.com. And speaking of emails, we got a bunch of emails last week. Uh, so we're going to read these really quick, and then we'll get into the finale. We got an email from Chris Knox. He said, just listen to you guys take on Righteous Gemstones Episode 6 and thoroughly enjoyed it. Normally, I like pods about TV shows to stick to the subject at hand, but the discussion about the Emmys and inclusion was really interesting and kept me going on my hike. Low 90s and humid as hell here in Middle Tennessee as I went up and down ridges, and now I'm one sweaty-ass dude, but had to let y'all know I'm glad I found you and before I rinse off. Five stars on both Spotify and Apple and subscribe to both. Just doing what I can to support. Love you too. Long live Baby Billy. Wait, sorry, what was his name? Chris Knotts. Chris, that was a sexy email. You were sweating and showering to us. That's kind of hot. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. We got two emails from Megan. Um, What's up, girlfriend? Megan said, hey, y'all, you are right. I'm in Northeast Georgia. As far as the reviews go, I have something to say. I listen to a lot of podcasts of varying levels of experience, all kinds of topics, variety of hosts, styles, etc. And yet your podcast stands out to me as one of my favorites. Easily top two. Thank you, Megan. Really? Megan? She's not done. You're always organized, thoughtful, and genuine, and I always laugh. You get all the stars from me. I'm so grateful for this podcast. Chanel, you were spot on about why Judy matters so much to me as a character. It's important to have women characters who are just who are independent, funny, and outlandish, not just prim proper accessories to the male characters. Mm. Anyway, I just watched episode eight last night, but I'm saving episode nine for tonight or later in the week. What stood out to me was the Keith Kelvin kiss. We'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> it was it was so triumphant, and I've been waiting for it for a long time. I did not know if it would happen, but I'm so glad it did. Keep on going. Um, uh, Sonia, I'll get to Megan's second email in a second. So thank you, Megan. That was a great email. Yes, Megan. I also we cheered for that moment. Um, I'm excited to get into it. And Judy Gang forever. Sonia said, Hey Brandon and Chanel, I had to hunker down the last few weeks to get some work done, but I'm getting caught up on righteous gemstones now. Currently listening to your review of episode six. Forgot that dude that left the low review. Oh, forget that dude that left the low review. Even Beyonce yeah, okay. has haters. That's true. She That's so true. Things. Thank you for the reminder. Although 
I did do a podcast once on how Beyonce was the original pick me. Oh, you mean like 20 years ago? From Nasty Girl. From, and, we, and we reviewed the Nasty Girl music video. Yeah. Oh, when they were making fun. Yeah, that was confusing because <laughs> it was so confusing. But I think that I'm going to assume that was a situation where somebody else wrote that shit and they just performed it. Well, no, it she like... was like 20. So <laughs> yeah, people do yeah, silly things enough. when they're yeah. young. That I mean, Bonnie and, Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde is giving pick me. It's like I, she said in so many songs she would die for her man. And I'm like, babe, what? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, she's grown. You should like, watch that always... video if you've never seen it. They take have, like women with like they take women with like club outfits on and they put mm-hmm. her in like an auntie machine Ch- and then they come outfits, out like yeah. church outfits. The most okay. it's the funniest shit of all time. It's a uh, slut shaming anthem, it really is. But what I like about it is to sing it to myself, like "You're nasty, girl." But that's me like complimenting myself. <laughs> Chanel, <laughs> okay, Chanel talked about the rage, the range of these actors, and it's so true. The depth of emotion portrayed by these actors is incredible. At moments, I feel like I'm watching an emotional drama, an intense suspense film, and then, of course, the comedy. I'm so proud of everyone on this cast this season. And the amount of times in the day that I sing, Redeemer, this show deserves all the accolades. All the best to you both, Sonia. Thank you, Sonia. We love that you keep sending us emails and listening. Yeah, okay. Redeemer's up there, but also that'll get me i didn't know they said praise until like two episodes ago when i saw it on the um post caption i had no idea what the hell it was saying (laughs) (laughs) and then megan's second email was for some tv suggestions so chanel and i actually did talk about this but let's see what you said i also meant to suggest a show for y'all i thought of this when you were discussing awards and shows that were snubbed one of my favorite tv shows is reservation dogs i've never heard of that have you heard of that one chanel I have not finished the first episode, but I definitely heard of it. It's on FX, and I watch it on Hulu. The third season starts this week. It's mostly a drama, but there are definitely funny moments. Season two, episode four of one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. It was co-written oh, wow. by one, okay. of the, one of the young actors. The first time I watched that episode, as soon as it ended, I started it over and watched it again. It's just such a beautiful show, and there's nothing like it on television now. If you can check it out, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you Definitely for talking about that. I didn't know about that. So yeah, we yeah. did talk about this. Um, and Chanel, first of all, Chanel, did, before we get to the episode, did you watch the the Hoochie Daddy show? The one that I told you to watch and I forgot to watch it? Well, you didn't tell me to watch it. You told me to wait that you were going to watch the oh, pilot yeah, yeah. and then get back to me. No, I, well, and then you told me that Crystal watched it and said it was the worst independent, like the quality. She said the quality was hilarious. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I haven't watched it. I also didn't, I just realized that you started when you asked me, I haven't watched Hijack. And I don't know how I did that because I was really into it. But this last week has just been really busy. Well, don't worry. The the finale comes out this week. So you can catch up. We're not, we're not recording it to the end anyway. Uh, but Chanel and I did talk about this, and we're definitely doing. I forget the damn name of the show that I told her I wanted to watch. Uh, oh, Gen... the new show, the Gen Z, the Gen V show is coming out. Yeah, we're gonna watch Gen V. It's a spinoff from The Boys. I'm sure some of you listeners have watched The Boys because it's 
an awesome show. Oh, but Gen V, it absolutely like the it's like the sense of humor of righteous gemstones, but so fucking dark. Yes, and violent. I I read the boys' comic book. It's insane. One of the most insane parts of the boys' comic book is the stuff with uh, what they call the G Men, which is like their version of the X Men, and that's what this story is kind of talking about is those that group of heroes or people trying to be heroes in that universe. And in the comic books, they did some insane shit. So I imagine that's going to be insane. I don't know if we agreed on it, but we talked about potentially doing Ahsoka, which I know is a very popular show. Um, it's going to be a very popular show. So you guys let us know yeah, if you want us to talk about that. Yeah, I think I'm down for that. And then in between time, we're going to talk about cloning Tyrone. Uh, finished talking about hijack, and we might do hoochie daddies. Depends on what Chanel tells me. I'm going on her word on this, okay? Or any listeners, if any of y'all watched the Tubi show uh, that was filmed on the iPhone, y'all please let me know. <laughs> let us know if we should review it, and we will, uh, we will binge it and do a review. Absolutely. Yeah, I got well. my ears to the streets, and we're inclusive. You know what I mean? So I would love to make sure that we have an LGBTQ show in our um repertoire instead of all these white prestige shows um not that i don't think gemstones are quite prestige but you know what i mean like so we're open we are definitely open to those suggestions thank you for those megan oh i forgot i missed the email we got an email from donna and donna said hi enjoying your podcast i started listening during succession and now i'm thoroughly loving the gemstones with you don't listen to the haters we don't we don't but we appreciate the support you have a truly special and informative podcast. You both sound like such cuties. Chanel's a cutie. I'm old. <laughs> Brandon is three show, years older than me. <laughs> I'm old. For your next show, I would suggest only Murders in the Building. I've never heard of that one either. I don't know if you watched the first two seasons, but it's a fun show. Have you seen that one, Chanel? Yes, it is a fun show. Um, I feel like knowing Brandon, I don't know if you would finish it. Wow, what's wrong with you? It's just super low stakes. Like it's just um it almost has like a, a Seinfeld pace to me. You know Seinfeld's like one of my favorite shows. No, I, my just, favorite... I mean yeah, not turn not comedy. Is pace. it a comedy? Like, think, yes. Think about how slow the, the action in Seinfeld happens. That's what I mean by pace. Like it's just like Is it like a <laughs> ongoing story? Yeah, basically the first the the first season is about literally a lady who dies in this like high rise, not high rise, like in this uh, exclusive building in New York, and uh, the Martin Sheen and uh, Steve Martin, who actually think both of them are wonderful, and Selena Gomez get caught up in like trying to make a podcast about it, and it's like a it's a silly, it's definitely like a feel good show with a murder in it, um, and like there's like a Steve Martin trying to get dating again and his elder age and like martin short has a black has a black son you know like there's just things like that but um it's it's like it is a comedy it's just like it doesn't really move super fast but i could be wrong um but with that said it is definitely good feel good like put it on you don't have to like watch every second of it you can put it on and listen to it kind of show it's it's pretty good that's just a suggestion i wasn't watching hijacked until i saw that you two were talking about it, so now I'm watching that show too. Thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I'm well, addicted hi- to hijacked at this point. <laughs> um, well, it's funny too that you that I just said that, and then you said that about hijacked because 
I'm I could just be harsh because some shows I start and I do not come back to it for months and then I'm like come on Chanel push through like hijack was one of those I kept saying I would watch it I kept pausing it and then once I did watch it I watched like four episodes in a row wait till you see that you're one episode behind they had a cliffhanger at the end of this fifth episode I was like yo what the fuck is going on here <laughs> no I saw the flip I saw the one where they almost la- they almost landed uh you, no, that was the one before. That was episode four. Oh, okay, yeah. No, episode five no. was last week. Yeah, you're one, you're only one behind, so there's no big. No, I saw it because it wasn't the dude. Is, the dude, the boy died. Wait, hold on, let me think. Did That's I, episode, episode four. The this I know. I know what happened. I can't tell you though because I know I watched it. Five was oh we figured out who the niggas are for sure. They read the note. And oh, the the mother, the mother. That was four. That was four too. Oh, okay, never mind. You're one behind. You would Damn know it. what happened at five because the ending was nuts. It was okay. insane. Um. So yeah, we'll okay. but we're gonna review that once it's all said and done, and talk about the whole season and what we think and see if they landed the plane. Uh, but oh, well. let's get into Righteous Gemstones season finales, episode eight first. Um, the show starts off with the kids being checked out after the kidnapping. By the way, nothing happened to them in this kidnapping. Why are they in the hospital like they just got (laughs) they just got they were like held captive under like held captive for weeks or months by like some evil person. (laughs) It's so interesting because you don't want to like negate that them niggas rolled over Judy's beamer, snatched her out of it, got Kelvin in the middle of the night like it was a very scary kidnapping uh, like they, they all pulled guns on Jesse so that was traumatic they did get like hauled in with pillow pillowcases on their heads that was traumatic they waited for days not knowing well for hours not knowing what's gonna happen that was traumatic but like you and then they got told they were gonna be killed that was also traumatic so everything was traumatic but the ending but the fact that they got away for free you're kind of like was it that bad and that's what sucks about about americans we're like mm, it didn't end poorly so they're fine uh, no, but yeah no. like you said i'm not talking about the mental part i'm talking about they were in a hospital getting yeah. checked out with nothing happened to them physically I feel like I that's mean. something you gotta do like it's kind of like if you get into an accident you feel fine you still go to the hospital that's what i think it was okay that's fair and then we get this scene uh which i actually have the clip uh so actually oh before God. that everyone comes in as they're reconnecting mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Keith is there, BJ's there, Amber's mm-hmm. there, they're all reconnecting, Eli's there, and then uh we get this scene with the kids. Best scene. Man, MMA cousin Carl, I gotta tell y'all, Peter Montgomery is an evil skeletor. He is a very <laughs> gross person to be related to. Worst uncle ever. And that's saying a lot in this family. Well, I'm just glad you guys are okay. <laughs> yeah, we are, thanks to you. But no thanks to Daddy. Pretty bold move not to make that ransom payment, Dr. Elijah Gemstone. Wait, pause. Why is he <laughs> full name? I told you that was going to be my Elijah favorite. Gemstone. I told you for a fact, my favorite part was him getting just super curious. formal with him what to hurt his feelings. What was going on in your head when you made that call? I thought he was bluffing. Bluffing? <laughs> You'd make a piss poor poker player, muchacho. I guess I still remember the old Peter. I hope that man was somewhere inside him still. Oh, I hope that man was still inside him. Dad, you know what? Next time, save your gut feelings and your hopes for the horses. 
Okay, Daddy boy? Your kids' lives were in danger. Well, he has no idea what we went through. I almost pooed in a bucket, Daddy. I hate what you had to endure. Damn ass, little Daddy. I'm so sick of you. I'm Please pause. Hold on. I'm so sorry. You're not the bad Judy guy. Judy, go. Eli. I am. Wait, I'm pause, Brandon. I'm gonna do what I can to make this right, guys. At least you're owning it, Carl. You hear that, Daddy? Carl's being a big boy, and as somebody who has recently fucked up, I know how hard it is to do what you just said by saying you're sorry. So apology accepts it. I forgive you too, K-Dog. We all make mistakes, but you? You on the good team now. Carl, I think even I am ready to forgive you because you stepped up. But fuck Chuck. Next time I see him, I'll end his life if he doesn't end mine first. Nobody's killing nobody. We'll see. Flying off the handle won't help. Dr. Gemstone, I don't take advice from you no mo. At this moment, I am not in the mood to discuss this any further. Perhaps we could make an arrangement sometime in the future. What are you looking at? I'm not talking to him anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then that's what I'm going to do, too. Ignored. <laughs> That's such Wait. a great opening scene. It, it, I love me? how I love how they're I love how they call um I love how he called him Dr. Gemstone, but he still says Uncle Peter <laughs> after the guy who kidnapped him. I mean, he's just trying to they're more hurt at their dad at this moment than they are with what happened in the the silo so that's for sure i mean i love everything about it i love her calling him daddy boy i love <laughs> just the way that they talk to him i love him saying what the fuck was going on in your head like and eli just being like a wounded dog just feeling bad i think that everything about this scene was hilarious because they're not wrong but they're so entitled in such a funny way that it's like i don't know it's just it's a I think you can't have that happen unless you really get the payoff of these great characters that we understand because that, that's what made it more funny. Like knowing them and knowing how fucking mad they are. Do you think Peter would have actually killed them? I think there's a, I think he would have, I think he would have maybe tried. I, I don't, I don't think he was, I think he was pretty far gone. I think that that nigga really was about to bomb somebody. I don't, yeah, I think he was far gone. What about you? I don't think he would have actually killed him. I think he was gone after that. But I think somebody else there on that farm would have. Right. And that's almost as bad. It's like they definitely weren't safe. Like it yeah, definitely, they I, safe. Even if Peter was bluffing, he had a bunch of wild cards with him. So Eli's like, you know, he's talking to May May. And he's like, you know, I got my kids back. They're not even happy to see me. And then he apologizes to May May for being so mean to her. And he was saying all types of nasty things to her. And she still decided to go to that compound and save her boy, his boys. And she was like, no, I'm talking about saving our kids. And she was like, look, we've been mean to each other for years. We've kind of been at each other's throat. I'm used to you being an asshole. It's fine. Let's just move forward. I was like, look at them. Look at the brothers and sisters making up. I mean, honestly, this is probably like, and not to say Baby Billy and um May and not May May Baby Billy and Amy Lee were better, but this is where that dynamic comes from. Like the way they get after each other is not super different than the Gemstone kids. They just cuss more. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, so then you see, B <laughs> I guess this is Chanel's scene. 
You see BJ, BJ and Judy in the tub together. <laughs> it's not my seed. There's just a moment in this seed that I lost it. I lost it. Keep going. And BJ blames himself. He's like, maybe, maybe it's my fault that this happened. Maybe because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't man enough for you. And that's why you went off. And Judy was like, no, I just lost myself in the singer lifestyle. And she's like, there's nobody else I would marry, want to marry except these two other people. <laughs> and she, she names <laughs> these two random people. But she's like, besides that, BJ, you're the best in the world. Uh, and then she says, uh, they basically make up. And then they start, they actually want to role. BJ asked, do you want to role play? You have to play it. I'm sorry. Okay, I can play that. Because uh, there's no way we're going to be able to recap it the way that it needs to be, be recapped. Here we go. By the way, what I'm doing is I'm just doing the gemstones part, and then I'm going to do Peter's part just to make it separated so it's a little bit easier. Okay, here we go. I would do everything I could to be a good husband. BJ, you're the best fucking husband I ever could have imagined. And believe me, I imagined quite a few. Ryan Felipe, Savion Glover, the tap dancer. But you're better than all of them. <laughs> you're perfect. I actually started thinking that maybe all this stuff happened because I wasn't enough for you. No. BJ, come on, you're more than enough. I don't know, I got wrapped up in all of it. In being a famous singer, and being a boss of the church. I lost myself. We're allowed to make mistakes. Just as long as at the end of the day we have each other's back. I will always have your back. And I will always have yours. You know, if I've learned one thing from you, it's that no matter how crazy life gets or turned upside down, sometimes the best way to reset is with a really good, deep fucking. Well, I could use a nice reset. We both could. Oh, no. Son, are you okay? I don't know, Daddy. I think I might be drowning. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had a chopper. You do, Daddy. And it's right here. It's time to take the controls, Daddy. Yeah, I'm going to a chopper with my mouth. Okay. Okay, so, so <laughs> if you don't know what was happening there, mm-hmm. what was happening was BJ was twirling his dick in the bathtub like it was the helicopter. A helicopter. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. And somehow they knew that the role play they were doing was father son. <laughs> like, yeah, that was very weird. What was that? <laughs> It was my favorite part because because first of all, real couples do have weird shit that like it's just what they like and they figured out they like it and that's it. So it was absolutely the weirdest shit ever, but it was also so funny. And I mean, again, if you're not watching it, they're sitting in a bathtub together. Like this is like a super intimate. Like I'm happy for their relationship in general, but it also was a so intimate like it felt like we very much were seeing a real couple's 
real weird kinkiness so I very much love this scene and the fact because Brandon was texting me because he was ahead of me and the fact that you didn't text me about this scene I was so confused I was like is this not the most (laughs) is this scene not standing out for you or what like what what happened there it was just kind of ridiculous it was I don't know I mean it was so ridiculous that I don't know I was tur- I was tripped out by Baby Billy's outfit later on. Oh, <laughs> that nigga's stylish. So then, then they cut to Keith giving Kelvin a full body massage. Full. I'm talking about booty rub, spread the legs, spread eagle, and Kelvin's just going along like everything's normal. And there was like a very Jody Hill directed this episode too, and I'm always fascinated that there's like techniques and things that. Did- that directors know like a lot of and not a lot is like on accident if a director knows what they're doing so um like it felt very much like simulating sex and just the like the movements they had with each other and I was just still so like oh my god I'm tired of this tension like I don't know if they're feeling it but I'm feeling it like how this man is rubbing him down full naked rubbing on his booty and he's just <laughs> acting like this is normal like what why are they not admitting it so I was very much like just that was yeah. so odd. <laughs> um, and so then Jesse brings his family down. They got blindfolds on. He gets all of them four wheelers. Pontius starts clowning his gray sideburns, talking about how old he looks. Uh, he said he looks like he has two big black dicks running down his face. So rude. Jesse says he was insecure and he was being shitty to Amber because he thought that. Um, because he was kind of jealous that she had a hit with the system. Yeah. And he thought it would take away from him being like the man of the family and running the church. And that was He stupid. was so rude to her about it. Uh which I was like, okay, look at Jesse understanding, a little being a little bit self aware for once. Uh he, he tells Gideon next time he sees Eli to tell him he's a mungry hungry bit money hungry bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says if he says if he talks back to you, slap him. Gideon was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Well, first he said, I'll try to deliver the message a little bit more lovingly. And then he said, slap him. He says, no. But, and then he goes, daddy bonds stronger than granddaddy bonds, which is just, he, I just, I like to think some things like that are ad-lib. Like, I like to think he just thought to say that and that made sense. But what I, I literally sat back and I said, but Eli is your daddy. So are you not like, I was just like, it don't go both ways. So anyway, I, I love that. I think that's the type of parent I would be just petty as fuck. So then uh, Gideon uh, is driving Eli and Eli said, uh, you know, he would have paid, but he didn't, th- he didn't really think Peter would do shit. And uh, Gideon was like, no, I understand, Granddad. He says, Eli's like, but I think Jesse's mad at me. Your dad's mad at me forever. And he's like, I think he's just mm-hmm. more upset than anything. Um, and Eli's like, look, I know this is a crazy-ass family. I see why you wanted to get the hell up out of here. And Gideon was like, it wasn't so much that. I just wanted to figure out basically what I what I was meant to do. And mm-hmm. Eli was like, when I was your age, I would have never thought I would be a preacher. Um and then they just kind of left it at that. Um, and so then they <laughs> they meet at the restaurant and they had this little ass table. Cause they usually get this big ass table every Sunday after church when the whole family's there. But this time they got this little teeny table. And I actually mm-hmm. had this scene because <laughs> I thought this was kind of funny too. Hold on. 
table for him. Like, where the hell's the big table? Yeah, I guess they bring the big table in just for us, special on Sundays. Yeah. It's crazy being back, isn't it? You all been able to slip back into your old lives? Real talk, dude. It's better than before I got kidnapped. It makes everything snap into focus, that's for sure. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I could be more honest, you know? True to myself. Yeah, I can tell you're going through some truthful stuff, because you got those gray chops back. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize how old they make you look. You look old, dude. No, I can totally see why you were dying, though. Okay, well, if you two are finished discussing the tones of my hair, I'd like to discuss something a little more serious. Our father, Elijah, he does not love us. All he cares about is money. That's the harsh truth that you two need to get your heads around. Look, all of us know that our daddy is a dickhead. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That is a fucking pill that we always have known we have to swallow. Yes. But we can't think about that anymore because now is the time for us to join together to evolve into the independent, free thinking church leaders that the three have, have been here to always to know. Oh my God. What the fuck are you blathering about? <laughs> that part was so funny. That was so adorable, though, because they were acting like actual siblings who were coming yeah. together. But of course... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but of course they have to get in their jokes. Yeah, I mean, they can't help themselves. I'm uh, First of all, the fact that we see this restaurant and they have to sit... like we, I, I'm trying to think of a time when we've seen them be with common people. Like, this was just... Everything about this was so cute. Um, my favorite part is the end of the scene when they... <laughs> When they are you were you gonna continue or you're stopping there, right? No, I was stopping there. I okay, was just setting so, up the trial of Eli. That's what I call. Yeah, it. they're just they're. First of all, I love that they're so cute. They like you said, they are being really cute. For Judy to say that her life is better after the kidnapping is ridiculous. But anyway, um, rem I mean, if you guys remember in the very first episode, they the Simpkins held hands and they felt inadequate. They tried to hold hands and their hands on top of hands. Family, they kept saying like it doesn't feel right. And in the end of this scene, they tr they go. Jesse puts his hand in and is like, "Let's try again. You guys come back." They go, "No." <laughs> So dramatic we're gonna hold hands he's like guys there's no way we we're not a hold hand they said we're gonna try it and they hold hands and they literally start playing like avengers type theme music <laughs> like they're just coming together in this beautiful moment and then they go does it work if we lift them up and they lift their hands up high and they're cheering and laughing and it just made me so like i was literally just cracking up like they're making this whole moment out of holding hands but also it did feel like a moment so that i really love this scene for the sibling of it all and going back to like what i like about this show is in the very beginning they weren't getting along and they didn't make them get along in like three episodes you know what i'm saying like they really mm -hmm. made them like fight for it so that now that they're getting along you're like okay like it, you can just roll with it and enjoy it and then we get the trial of eli Well, Dr. Jim Stone, I want to thank you very much for coming here. Now, as you know, I'm Jesse's spiritual mentor at the church. Now, I advise all these children of yours. Part of that duty is helping them to navigate very, very difficult conversations. Kids, we don't have to talk through baby Billy. You can talk to me. Eli, the gemstone progeny is very, very angry that you were unwilling to pay the ransom when they was being held hostage. I got to 
say that I, I was taken aback too, Eli. I mean, these are your children now. I'm not doing this. I know y'all got issues with me. Say what you gotta say, I'm right here. Daddy, you left us to die. Uncle Peter would have definitely killed any one of us, if not all three. Or he would just mutilate us and start mailing you our body parts little by little. Nipples, penis, butthole shavings. All our tender bits, Daddy. Hold on now. I I'd buy you to me. Baby Bill, stay out of this. Uncle Peter's right about you. All you care about is money. I thought you cared about the church. But seeing as how you just threw us into the deep end and let us sink or swim without giving a shit, I see it has nothing to do with the church. You just about that money, boy. You're right about the church not being the most important thing. But it's not money. You're the most important thing to me. Maybe sometimes it don't feel that way, but it's true. I only care about the money because it ensures you kids will always have the life your mama and I want for you. That's some sentimental-ass bullshit right there. Not buying it. Phony baloney. And then Eli gets all proud because he sees them acting like a team together. But by the way, baby Billy was wearing a blue <laughs> Alexander Hamilton out uh, suit with a with the biggest tie knot you've ever seen in your entire life. It was amazing. It, I mean, his fashion is just, I mean, who else? It's like, it's like Willy Wonka as a businessman. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's, it's really giving. Um, and and it, they have to be custom because who's making suits like this anymore? Like they came out of a time capsule. So I really, I very much love it. By the way, Walter Go Walton Goggins would have been a better remake of Willy Wonka than whatever the fuck they got Timothy Chalamet working on. But I digress. So um, yeah, they. I love that he's a go between, and as soon as he's not needed, he's like, oh shit, like I got to get back in here. Um, I also love them using him as a go between, like just the the idea of them being like Uncle Baby Billy. You can do. We'll speak loud enough for him to hear, and you can still be the go between. Um, and then the did you think they were gonna reject Eli, or did you think that they were they were gonna feel it? Yeah, because they said it because they set it up so well. They played. They even played the soft music behind it yeah and this show yeah, wasn't I mean, gonna let that happen i did enjoy them all in you i mean again whenever they're in unison it it actually feels very good like when they were kicking the air in unison that felt like a very i felt like i'm lucky to see that moment and this moment too um so yeah eli does what parents do which is be like basically be like if i die y'all better be friends when you're fighting with your sibling like do you have siblings mm-hmm -mm. Okay, yeah. There's this thing where if you're fighting with your siblings, your parents will basically make you feel guilty because they're gonna die one day and you aren't nice to your siblings. Basically, like they conflate the two things <laughs> and make you feel bad. Like basically they wanna see you be everyone be all big happy family. Um and the, my mom has definitely said stuff like, even if it even if y'all both have to hate me, at least you're together and it's just so <laughs> funny that, that that's what happens. So um yeah, I love the trial of Eli. I mean, he got off he, oh, and then when Judy, when he walks up, Judy's like, who, did we win? Who won? Wait, where's he going? <laughs> so then the kids show up at church for the return of the gemstone kids. Everybody's kissing on, uh, kissing their significant other. And Kelvin, I mean, Keith does like a nose, like a nose thing, like you see people do with dogs. 
Uh, yeah, like to, forehead to forehead. To Kelvin. And then they're walking off. And then Keith, I mean, then Kelvin just stops, runs back to Keith, and finally does the kiss. And Judy and, and Jesse's face are like, oh, fucking finally. Like, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then um, also Keith is just ear to ear smiling he's so happy and i cheered what did you do i did too i was so happy yeah i was like this is a moment this is this is a milestone of tv because people ship think about all the shows where like there's some guy going after a girl who doesn't have time for him and eventually she decides to give him the chance like this is that but in a way more satisfying way somehow like it's not playing on all these stupid gender stereotypes. It's really playing more mm-hmm. on like the homophobic Christian stereotype and the fact that he comes out his own way, but not even and like and it's also not even a big deal. <laughs> like I just I love shows from starting with Abbott Elementary where somebody comes out and it's like okay cool well anyway like it just starts to normalize this idea that everyone has a different sexuality and that's okay. So I really enjoyed that. I think we all had been waiting for this moment. And that was the end of that part of the episode. The militia stuff was pretty quick. We can go through for the episode. The militia's packing up their shit. Peter's telling them the cops are going to be here. We got to get the fuck off this compound. One of the militia dudes is mad at Carl for leaving and getting the kids out and says Chuck should have stopped them. Chuck was like, I'd like to see you stop his big ass. The fuck you was finna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think he was kind of making an excuse, but the guy goes you know, I would have shot him. And that's when I was like, y'all got to get the fuck up out of here because y'all are on two different types of time. This man just said he would shoot his little brother in the back. Like, (laughs) y'all have different ideals (laughs) right now. So Peter, they pack up the bombs in the back of this U-Haul and they're driving down the highway like it's a funeral procession. And Peter's driving slow as shit in this fucking U-Haul with no fucking place to go. They stop at this gas station and oh, I do have this scene. I do have one scene from that. Because okay. they stop at this fucking gas station and Peter gets in the argument with like this other with this other like militia dude. It is so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous argument. Maybe we could have a plan or something. Don't even gotta be a good one. You know, you sound like a woman the way you pissing mom. I'm acting like a woman. Yeah. You drive that damn U-Haul like a woman. You're a woman. Stop calling me a woman. You being a damn woman right now. Oh, yeah, woman. Stop calling me a woman. You woman. Can we please stop talking about who's a woman for a minute and figure out where we're going to go? I know where we're going. God. Everybody gather around. Get it. All right. We're going to pray. <laughs> the gather out is funny because they're all just sitting in cars. He leads a prayer where he basically it. says, "I am God's vessel. Y'all need to listen to me. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you go into hell." <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally says that, and I'm glad this ends soon after this because I'm like, "Oh, we're going into heavy cult territory. Like, let's quit playing with this because, like, we we are again. They've said the Waco Branch Davidians thing over and over, but once somebody starts talking about my way is God's way, you got to get the fuck up out of there, bro." So Chuck and uh, after they pray, Chuck and Marshall run up on Peter as he's building his detonator. And Marshall's like, hey, the people starting to question you. They want to know what the hell your plan is. And Marshall, and he's like, why y'all questioning me? Y'all just need to follow me. And Marshall was like, well, what if we want to do a different plan? And he's like, oh, (laughs) oh, your plan to go protest some statues? 
<laughs> but his plan is to pro- protest the statue protest. So basically, he wants to make sure Robert E. Lee stays out in front of the, the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you want to go around country protesting the stupid ass statues? And he's like, no, we ain't. You know, we ain't. He said, this is what they, this is the great part though, because they said like the real part that they try to ignore, not try to ignore, but like no one just says straight up on like the news and shit. And then he was like, no, actually, we're not protesting statues, Peter. We're protesting the people who are protesting the statues, who want to take them down. Essentially, we're protesting Black people, which is exactly what it is. <laughs> that was such a great line. Uh, what were you about to say, Chanel? Uh, yeah, basically protesting Blacks and gays. What I was going to say was just that... Um, uh, what's, I, I guess I just want to know, Like, first of all, I don't think they ever knew what um, Peter's idea really was outside of getting that money, because <laughs> it seems like they don't have a cause. And I just started to realize, like, the reason why they can't figure out what to do next is because they have no idea what they really are doing. And then, second of all, it's so crazy because, like, Peter's just ODing at this point because he's trying to keep power. But the way that he's doing it is by kind of just being mean. And you would think that should work. And it's like a hardcore group with a bunch of men with guns. But he obviously hurts the dude's feelings. And that is enough to get them to, like, want to stage a coup, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Uh, Marshall basically gets everybody on his side. He says, "Fuck you! We're taking your money. We're taking the the group's money, and we're leaving. We're not doing your stupid bomb shit." And then Peter was like, "Well, fuck y'all then. Me and Chuck gonna go on and do our bomb shit." And they get in the fucking car and they peel off. And while they're peeling off, Peter calls the cops and tells them about the compound and the fucking okay. feds bum rush the compound and arrest all of them. And he t- Chuck says, well, where are we going now? And Peter says, mm-hmm. we're going to church. And so that's the end of episode yep. eight. So he's definitely, I mean, I think we always guessed that, that he was going to try to bomb the church, maybe even during service. But it's just so crazy. I mean, they're not getting that deep into, like, people's minds getting twisted. But it is wild how much in history people have used religion as a way to, like, excuse to harm people because... I I don't care what you say about them not living the right way. Like killing all the people visiting that church that day is never going to be the answer. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's wild that people get to that place. So then uh, a locust flies right into the windshield of Peter's truck, which I had no idea was going to be a sign for later. Yep. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you did you notice there were two? So yeah, one was, fly, yeah. one bothers was- him, and so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be relevant in that moment. I, I a million percent did not see where we were going with this. One <laughs> they million, go never to the grocery store to do the coin star shit. When was the last time you did that? Because I'm about uh, to last time I had a piggy bank. Because I got a bunch. Of, we moving in two weeks, and I got a bunch of coins that I don't feel like taking to the new house. And I'm about to do that shit. Uh, they go to the coin star to uh, to get some to get some money because they broke as fuck. And Eli, I mean, Peter thought he got $30. He ends up having $13. Right. I knew for a fact he didn't have $30. $30 is like a, a whole like knapsack full of coins. And then the bomb fucking goes off and he thinks Chuck is dead. Um, So back with the gemstones. Oh, <laughs> so back, uh, back with the gemstones. I have to switch over to episode nine so I can get this clip. It kicks off with my man, Uncle Baby Billy, trying to pitch to the kids but this time 
he's bringing something, which I love about this show is how they always bring it back to the beginning of the, at the season. Every season, they bring it back to the beginning of the season. And this is no uh, no exception. You trying to hit us up for now, man? Lionel need gold baby teeth or some shit? Let me guess. This time you want a harem full of professional rub and tuggers from Thailand. <laughs> Y'all just dirty. What, you want to ask permission to sell tickets for people to dig up Mama's grave and Ooh. do pee on her? Oh, oh, God. That ain't right. Now, all three of y'all about to look like a bunch of smiling dickheads with the news I got. Well, what you got, Uncle Baby Billy? I'm friends with Dusty Daniels, the slick bandit Nigga. himself. I parted with his ass over in Monaco after my second bankruptcy. That Y2K shit didn't happen. So we parted our dicks off that night. Me and Dusty Daniels and Gene Hackman lost our fucking mind, man. The actor Gene Hackman. Well, it was either him or some unfortunate fellow that looked just like him. Gene, Gene, Gene. It's Gene fucking Hackman. We went hard. Everybody talking about the end of the world. Felt like God was giving us a second shot. Get it, Gene! Get it, Gene! So we took some shots. A whole bunch of them. We found an after party. We hung out for a bit. Wait, hold up. Did you fuck Dusty Daniels? I doubt it, but you never know. Y2K, we threw caution to the wind, boys. So y'all for sure touched dicks. Well, we might have touched dicks. Look, that ain't the important part of the story. I put her in a good word for y'all with Dusty. Now, he's getting bored with the Simpkins crew. Says they whine too much about the dead parents. I think that door might still be open for you now. Okay, I'll bite. What do we have to do to get him back? Well... You know how old Dusty likes himself a competition. So it seemed like the best bet would be for y'all to prove your worth by going head to head with the Simpkins family. On the premiere episode of Baby Billy's Bible Barkers. Oh, God. Ha! The win against Dusty. Imagine that. Two famous Christian families just duking it out for Dusty. Come on, again with this Bible Bonkers bullshit? Give it up. You want Dusty back? Green light my fucking show. Dog, it you? <laughs> oh, I forgot the one we stuck at the end. <laughs> that was so great. By the way, First we finally all, saw some titties on the show for me. Yes. I was listen not to, impressed. Uh, listen to me. You owe it to yourself to watch that scene and not just hear it. Because first of all, the dancing alone was worth it. The the secondly, trying to see if that dude was actually Gene Hackman is also worth it. <laughs> and then third, seeing them that they, they start they're having sex. They're having and an they orgy. Start, they're having an orgy, but they start doing it in sync with each other. And that's why they ask if they touch dicks, because it really seemed like they were doing they were having sex with each other while having sex with somebody else. And I just love that they just held this to the very end because 
it's it doesn't break this narrative at all like it it's perfectly reasonable that this happened but for them to pull this out was so unexpected and that's why i love watching comedies because they can do shit like this for no fucking reason and tell us a story that includes an orgy out of nowhere i oh i love this and i said chanel must be so happy because we're actually going to get bible bonkers on the fucking TV. Show. Yes, yes, yes. Because I want, I told you I wanted to see a whole like series to pilot, uh, pilot to order to series. Like I wanted to be greenlit in real life. Um, and so yes, we do get we get a montage version of it, but I was so happy to see it like actually come to life. So then we get the gemstones watching the news, and they see the explosion from the truck, and they the the news not saying shit about Chuck, and oh my so. God. They're all like, oh, Chuck must be dead. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is where they, the gemstones go back to being assholes, right? They, yeah, because they, they removed. They start nudging Jesse to say something. I'm like, oh, Jesse's going to say some kind words or Jesse's going <laughs> to acknowledge it. This nigga Jesse is talking about Bible bunkers. <laughs> like, and it's like he didn't care at all about that. And now he cares about that more than whether or not. But you know why this is hilarious? Because literally in the hospital, he said, Either I'm gonna kill Chuck or Chuck's gonna kill me. But next time I see that motherfucker, somebody's dying. And he said that in all seriousness. I did not doubt that Jesse meant that shit. And so it's so of course he wouldn't be phased if Chuck actually died. He's like, okay, anyway, so going back to Simpkins. Um, so yes, I they're so cutthroat, it's hilarious. And <laughs> and Judy goes, Oh, we're gonna we'll do it for Chuck. We'll, we'll make it and then Jesse says we'll even put up a memorandum as the title card. <laughs> <laughs> and May May just walked off. She just, they don't give like, a oh, fuck, nigga. nigga. Uh, and then um, then they have Jesse walking into capes and pistols. And this is always funny for me. <laughs> oh, looky here. <laughs> boys, 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 we're doing chuckles. <laughs> Are we doing so, chuckles? I really hope you've enjoyed your time with the Slick Bandit. We'll see you where old Dusty lands after my family whips your family's ass on Bible Bunkers. Better hush that cussing, Jesse. Unless you want another white slap. Don't you know who you are up against, Jesse? Vance here knows the entire New Testament by heart. His biblical knowledge runs deep. Mm-hmm. Hell, my family's biblical knowledge runs deep, too. Your family don't stand a chance, Jesse. We're going to humiliate you on Bible Bunkers, on your own network. Let all your followers see how far the mighty gemstone empire has fallen. They're all going to leave you. Even God will forsake you. Bitch. No acts of violence will be tolerated in the chambers. A black slap will be administered, if so. What the hell's a black slap? No. What the fuck is a black slap? I want to <laughs> you know, know what, what a it black is. slap is. You know what it is. It's exactly the same, but I the really niggas naked. But know. you're naked. I think, oh, then they say you get, did they say that? You get naked for that one. I dare you. <laughs> get the black slap. Boys. Boys. Save it for the quiz show. Fine. The quiz show shall be saved for it. Can't wait. Oh my God! Why is he Jesse. talking like that? By the way, Jesse, 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 you keep on trucking. Don't you tell me how to walk. I truck everywhere I walk. Uh-huh. This will be your face at the quiz show. Yeah. How about this? 
So Not if you don't know what's off. going on, what they're doing is spinning their cape around like a cape off against each other, like a twirl off against each other to see who can like do the most cape twirling. It's so what is so silly. I mean, what's interesting though is that you think Simpkins is like this serious guy because like it's Jesse. But Simpkins is just as fucking petty at the end of the day because why are you going back and forth with this nigga? Why? Why would you do that? So he, um, by the way, the thing that you can't see in this episode that I think is the funniest part is that um, that when he walks in, the dude is um, drinking something and Jesse just takes a drink out of his hands and starts drinking it. And he's just looking at it like, what? And I'm like, Jesse is an asshole. <laughs> Meanwhile, while this is going on, Peter's at the side of like a gas station crying and shit, thinking he lost everything. And he's asking God for a sign. And then Keith rolls up with the Smut Busters truck. And he take and when he goes into the gas station, Peter steals the Smut Busters, a uh, Smut Busters truck. Um sounds like oh, And by the way, like what how you know, how silly. And then when Keith walks out, he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> Cause imagine like the company your company car is just literally gone when you go in to like buy scratch offs um but yeah he's having like a pretty decent uh crying scene where he is saying like bro i don't have nothing else in this life lord like why would you like why like what's going on and he said he literally says give me a sign and smut busters rolls up so then uh they cut to may may and carl and they in the old church praying and crying about chuck and then uh, Chuck comes into church and they're so happy to see him. Chuck's still alive. They cut back to the gemstones house. Chuck tells him that that explosive was meant for the church and he saved them. And uh, Judy accepts his apology. Kelvin accepts his apology. Jesse don't want no parts of his apology. He's pissed off. So then Jesse's like, I gotta go train for the, I gotta go train for this uh, game show. <laughs> and they play an 80s training montage song in the background with Jesse in the gemstones theme park driving around in fucking go-karts. <laughs> and That's every all time, he's doing. He's driving around go-karts and Chuck is just sitting there and he's doing like the hand shield thing over his eye to pretend like he can't see him. <laughs> like basically, so imagine Chuck standing there watching him and as he drives by the cart, like that thing where you don't want to be seen, he does. And it's so silly. Like, it's so silly because he's so committed to being himself. And so then when he gets off the ride, Chuck is trying to talk to him. And you know how, like, when you have the, like, snake line to go, like, at the airport mm-hmm. or whatever, Jesse just walks through the snake without, like, ignoring him. So he's literally walking towards him the whole time, but he's looking like he doesn't hear anyone talking to him. It's so... Jesse is a child, but he's my favorite. So um, basically, Chuck, like, goes to really apologize, and they basically they end up piecing it up to be cool cousins again and i was at first suspicious but then i was like you know what it's the end of the season like he probably means it and i honestly don't think chuck ever was trying to kill nobody so it kind of all you know he really just was looking trying to get approval of his daddy so um that was like a cute little moment where they cool cool cousins again like i love that that's like a that's like a status where either you are cool cousins or you're not fucking cool cousins and also when they put in like the in the mid-season when they did the back uh back in the day stuff that really helped me realize how much like the cool cousins thing really was a thing like they really do have history with each other so anyway that was like the first moment of like feel good in the episode for me 
And then uh, they get this preparation for Bible Bonkers. And I said, oh, shit, we're getting a whole set and everything. This is going to be good to win Dusty. And then Baby Billy comes in and they pray. Yeah, basically, like, Baby Billy wants them to win because he knows if the Simpkins do well, he has no real, like, like that doesn't help him at all. So he, so like after getting ready to go, I know you're gonna play the prayer in a second. Baby Billy comes and like leaves the answers to them. He's like, "I'm just gonna get busy now." Okay, I'm just gonna walk off. Oh, oh, oh! I guess I forgot the answer somewhere. He's and he basically wants them to cheat. And Jesse decides that you know, like Brandon, do you ever do this when like you could cheat, and maybe you cheated before, like on a test or like even like small, like stealing gum, something stupid. And all of a sudden, you're like, "No, I won't do that today. I'm gonna yes. prove something to myself." But and do you, are you ever just like, "I should have just yes. did it"? What's wrong with me? <laughs> but like, the funny, good. The funniest part about this is before that, when when he's trying to act like he really is their mentor. Yeah. Oh, please play that because it, baby, like this is why that nigga's a scammer, but he's the best, the best one because the thing is. If Uncle Baby Billy says he's their mentor enough times, he's gonna be their fucking mentor. Like it's not gonna, like it's just gonna be a thing in a while if he keeps saying it. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, having my own game show has always been a dream of mine, and y'all made that come true. Now you've always dreamt of being a game show host. You goddamn right, Jesse. Okay. Now I know y'all see me as a mentor figure. It's no mystery that y'all are basically orphans. I mean, your mama's dead. Your daddy's out to lunch. But who stepped up? Me. I had to step up and I had to guide you and counsel you and hold you. Well, I feel like I'm your daddy. Oh, yeah, you didn't do any of those things you just said. I've done all of it. I am all y'all's daddy. You're not my daddy. daddy. You're not my daddy. No, daddy. Hush, now I'm your daddy. You ain't my daddy, boy. Yes, yeah, I am. You, know you are not daddy. our daddy. I am your daddy. Not our daddy. You ain't my fucking daddy. Hush! Okay. I said I'm your daddy. You ain't my daddy. Listen to me. I know you got a lot right. They're you just having fun. Yeah, you, they, at some point they were just fucking around. You're not my, so not my daddy. Not my daddy. That's such an absurd argument. He said, "I." And for him to say, "I am your fucking," he said, "I nurtured you. I held you, I, <laughs> baby Billy. You didn't do a fucking thing. What is wrong with him?" <laughs> and so then, um, they yeah they press. So then, um, May May goes to see Peter. May May is riding in the car with Eli and Gideon is driving and they see Peter in the Smut Busters truck. Eli tells Gideon to follow him. Uh, and then basically they follow him to uh, to the church. And while that's happening, uh, Baby Billy and Tiffany are like praying before the show. Tiffany is so like wholesome. Like I she does her. not belong in this family at Stand all. For oh, I hope that season four then digs in her. Like so we just can keep layering on characters. I want to figure out Tiffany was a stripper or something or whatever. I want to figure out that like I just wanted to get deeper and darker, but somehow still be like funnier. Uh, and I feel like they're either going to bring in new characters or we're just going to see more like development. I actually don't know where they're going to go with it, but I would love for Tiffany to have more. Now, I'm wondering if I can actually show this so Chanel can see it, but we'll see if I can actually show. Um... Well, so Bible Bonkers goes the Bible how Bonkers we... beginnings. Yeah, that's yeah, what I want like you to it, see. It goes how we think it's going to go. Um, 
up until a certain point. And I think one thing I'll point out as you're pulling that up is like they just keep telling Pontius to yawn. So every time they show the audience and you see Pontius, he's yawn. I don't know if you notice it, <laughs> Pontius. Every time, like everybody be cheering and excited, Pontius like, anyways, whatever, fuck this. So I enjoyed uh, this bullshit and watching it. No, I is my screen black? black? Yeah, it's black. Okay, damn. I yeah. So we get, um, the, we get the intro to Bible Bonkers. Which is the intro to Bubble Bunkers was absurd as you think it would be. It was, it was choreographed. He has several dancers, and he has that little skinny seventies microphone with like this really, like really tiny. The uh, Al Barker joint from Price Is Right. So fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, they they have a whole thing. The set has Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers, and they have Baby Billy's head for the Owen Bonkers. It's just like actually an entire it's Family Feud, but it's so cute. And then when they, by the way, when they had the families come out, they're all doing different poses. It was and like the Simpkins have kid have somebody's daughters on there, which is kind of kind of sad. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's like a it's it's again this episode. If nothing else, is worth watching. Yeah, I, sorry for the late in the um, video plays. I'm on out of town, so I'm trying to do it on this little ass laptop. But here we go. Who did Jesus bring back to life? What is the color of death's great horse? And who put all the animals on the boat? song man this show is so great this show is so great i loved it so much man and like chanel says where they show all the names of the people it's like the stained glass in the church it's like the stained glass with their name and then the the like the scoreboard under the podium where everybody sits is like in the shape of a cross (laughs) they had they had a, a hurricane cage that they put jesse in later I, I thought they were gonna blow money around. Right. I, yeah. No, they were just <laughs> blowing air into his body. Like he was literally feel like he's holding up, he's skydiving. Um, it was so entertaining and so wonderful. I think just to see like because again, like we see these other shows on HBO where like they're going to like Italy and filming on set on scene and like we see budget and all these other ways, but seeing like a this just felt like a good I, what did we see growing up that had good budget I don't know it's just it felt like a production and it felt like they're getting what they deserve as a show like especially I guess if you go back and watch the other Danny McBride shows it's not this like this is it because in the set this the special effects of like um the explosion all that shit I was just thinking like damn they gave them budget I fucking love this for them so I just want to keep seeing the show get bigger and better with like them building stuff out 
the re- like this whole this whole episode had to cost so much to film. I was just thinking about that, and it it's very deserved. But yeah, I love the set. I gen- I'm not joking. I want to see this show in real life. But uh, and then he comes out. Baby Billy comes out and does like he does like two minutes of Bible jokes. Yes. <laughs> and, so good. And then the Simpkins proceed to whip the gemstones ass on every oh, question. Easy. But it was annoying. Him. It was annoying because it was some things where like they did know the answer, but they obviously made them like buzz late on everything. I'm like, at some point, you gotta like, you gotta buzz early even if you don't know it. Like, just buzz, you know. Like, it was. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't know how this was gonna end, but I was like, ain't no way they're they're like zero to three hundred kind of thing. And that's what I don't worked. think anyone on this planet knew how this was gonna end. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> but, yeah. Like the fact that they even it made me, you know what? While let me look this up because I, I know obviously we all know like locusts are swarms. Locusts is a plague from the Bible, from the Old Testament. And I did I ever tell you I used to be religious? No. <laughs> I <laughs> I used to really be religious, like for real, for real. So anyway, um I've definitely read a uh, parts of the Bible. And locusts are a part of the calamities that God sends as a wrath for human sin. Um, and basically the whole point of it is that they uh, they devastate um, by kind of like killing crops and like ruining like, you know, livelihood and that kind of like agricultural areas um, or p- people who like make their money from that. This symbolism, though, was like very adapted. Like, I don't. I know they were trying to say something about like sin and like, but it also seemed like it's just a very convenient thing to like send a plague when you want something to happen in a show and in a comedy that has a religious like reality. Um, but yes. Yeah, so do you want to just go to what happens next or is there anything? Yeah. Else? Basically Peter shows up at the church. They stop him. He talks about how Eli ruined his life and now he's going to ruin his. And they, they try to convince him to stop. And then right before mm-hmm. he, He's like, oh, I got this fail safe switch. Like I Bluetoothed it on my Fitbit. Yeah, so he, if my heart he literally has bleeding. a he literally has a Fitbit dead switch for a bomb, a a dirty <laughs> pipe bomb. And then this big swarm of locusts comes in, just in the hugest swarm you've ever seen. They yeah, come like into pla- the like plague Exodus level, like took out all of Egypt size swarm like you said they they run into the studio which i was like oh that's kind of crazy because maybe but i think the locusts could have made it anyway the locusts come into the studio in a way of like literally swarm the studio obviously people start panicking but very quickly they go towards remember that big baby billy head i mentioned yeah they very quickly go to the big baby billy head knock it off the wall it lands and smushes one of the dancers heads and that's when i said oh shit there this is not oh i was like oh this is a, this is happening um like you said jesse's in the um hurricane well basically everything that happens from here is like very like pretty relevant in a way that the story wraps itself up because the simps the simpkins take off and the main dude like disappears he knocks rusty over and instead of picking him up he looks and then he still goes and runs ahead no, more than that he looks for his wife and his kids and then he looks like he could go help them and he just says fuck it and just leaves yeah. on his own yeah no he's really an asshole um peter goes to go save may may or make sure she's okay we don't know where eli is at first um amber gets to, is with the kids already and then jesse makes sure to find them um and he, oh jesse also okay jesse was in the 
thing, the hurricane shelter thing. So he was like actually able to kind of just jump out and help. So he saves Rusty and Amber and the kids and puts them in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. Gideon's fine too. So they're safe. And, and he's like, I got to go find my daddy. And she goes, what did he say? And Rusty goes, he has to go find a titty. And <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then just uh, BJ and um, and what's her name? Judy find each other. They huddle in the hallway. Ke- Ke- Kelvin covers up Keith. And because he has this he- big ass fucking <laughs> like outfit on. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah when he, he this- came, I forgot to say this. When he came up to do the buzzer thing, he does like this dance. Yes. Like, <laughs> So like, what are you doing, my nigga? What See, is that? <laughs> it's hilarious because they're all showboating and then they're losing. Like they all get up and do a dance and they always lose. So I mean that that tracks. Um, but that also Calvin I think had I loved- on a Renaissance outfit, like he was going to see Beyonce, <laughs> and he covered him up good. He did have a cape on, but I love that they put that in there because it's like, you're like, yeah, of course, Kelvin would have that fucking flamboyant ass outfit on. And then it ends up being what saves them. So he, everyone like is with their loved ones, but um, Jesse, as mad as he is at Eli, Dr. Eli Gemstone, he goes to find him and they end up having to jump into a trash can together to hide out the locust swarm and again the locusts are like there to kind of give a judgment and sign from god like hey peter what you're doing is not right god doesn't want this even though god may or may not want all the wealth that the gemstones have um and after a couple people a couple more people die because things are literally falling from the ceiling it just like clears itself up and first we see the simpkin siblings uh, the girl and the black one come up to the the main guy, and he's like, "Oh, where where were you guys?" And they're like, "Man, fuck off!" So they so we see it's very satisfying because we see them argue, and it's a reminder that like all siblings argue, and um, they're mad at him. Rusty's like, "Nigga, fuck off!" Like I saw you, you saw me. We looked at each other. Um, obviously Jesse's like won won him back just from the reality of like how he was, um, mm-hmm. from saving him. Uh, everybody else is fine and then um they're all like oh whew. oh that's so great and then a loc one last locust comes and like messes with peter to where he freaks out and the fitbit slides off his arm now why don't people when they make bombs they have a fail why they have like a, a kill switch to make it go off why don't they just have like a little button you can always press to like make sure it does like why is there not always a backup this bomb shouldn't go off button <laughs> because p- evil people are stupid yeah it's like so peter re- peter has had a change of heart because he believes in signs from god and he's uh maymay's like that was a sign he's like you fucking right it was and then he sees that it's going off he just you know oh by the way i don't know if you i don't think you mentioned this um so he obviously brought the bomb because he thought that Chuck was gone and he just like wanted everyone to be as sad and lonely as he was. And so he, Carl and uh, Chuck and May May see him and Carl goes, daddy, Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's alive. <laughs> and Chuck is like, he knows because <laughs> Chuck is standing right there. And I just thought that was so silly, but they're all together. And he, go- he basically realizes he's the one who built the bomb. He's the one who needs to drive the bomb out from killing all these people. So they're all crying and sad. And he gets in the car and literally drives the, the van as fast as he can away from them. And eventually we see like a huge smoke cloud, um, like Oppenheimer style. And so 
I was like, well, well, shit, you know, grand opening, grand closing. Like, he gets the hero's exit because we all know this nigga is, like, was very evil all season. So, it is what it is. But, obviously, they're sad because that's their Paul. And, uh, basically, I think that's it because then it cuts to a funeral. And you assume it's Peter's funeral, but it's Rusty's funeral. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> it's Rusty's funeral. They did a bait and switch. Yeah, they definitely get us. But what I'm laughing about is partway through, like Eli's doing the eulogy and he mentions how like the he left his rights to the gemstone still, like his will. And the gemstone kids are in the front and they turn around to the Simpkins in the back and flip them off in the middle of the eulogy. <laughs> That's why I started laughing. And then and then they go, Okay, we go one last time. Woo we sucker. And they they bury this nigga in his race car. <laughs> He's in the race car, in his race car suit with his hands on the wheel, and they bury the whole race car, which is fantastic. And then the season <laughs> ends. And then the season better. ends. Uh-huh. I just said it couldn't be better. That, like, you just did see that coming but it made so much sense, and it, I was crying. They don't give a fuck on this show. <laughs> and then the season ends with the whole family together, and this is where we see Peter still alive, but he's missing a leg, so he's got a prosthetic. And okay, so let's fam- pause, pause, pause. What the fuck? So, so he jumped out believe- the truck? Yes, we're to believe he jumped out the truck and fucked his leg up when he jumped out the truck. So bad that up. he has a press. That's all. He- like, I- I'm just saying, like, the literal logistics of So, say you tuck and roll. How does one leg get fucked up worse than the other one? I was I mean, confused. Possible. I- it-, it just seemed like that's not all. Also, I don't know. It was a bit of like a it was a bit of a movie magic thing because by the, all I'm trying to say is that big old bomb like I don't understand how he could get far enough from it and have it go at the acceleration he needs enough that he's not dead or severely scarred but we'll 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 we'll, we'll leave it where it is. Um he I has, know he didn't he, do the stick on the on the gas pedal joint. If he uh, hopefully he did but if he did what happened to his leg? Like he I guess okay. Anyway, you're right. Maybe uh, I just some part of it was like I don't know about this. This is much later because Tiffany is no longer pregnant. Yeah, Uh, they have like three kids now, and so they're all together. Oh wait, but wait, wait, go back. You got to go back because not we know they're pregnant because they start off showing up to like the tree where at first I thought was just a park, but it's the tree where the kids did the monster truck earlier in the season, but. Okay, Tiffany's on a. I don't know if you noticed this. Tiffany's on a blanket with the baby, and <laughs> baby Billy comes over, and he's giving Lionel his toys, but he's like throwing the toys at Lionel because yeah. he's so irritated to have kids. <laughs> it's such a detail. It's such a commitment to detail. He doesn't just sit there. He's like, "Here, take your fucking toys," basically. And he. Oh, and they- yeah, so basically the season ends with them all getting into Redeemer and running over shit. And each of them, and this time Jesse shares, so everybody gets to run over yeah. shit in the Redeemer. And, and I, I literally, I'm sorry, I was tearing up. Oh, I'm such a sucker for music and like the end of a story. Before I even saw Amy Lee, I was like, oh, I'm so happy. Just because like nobody had to die. Like. Every well, okay, the dude who got crushed by baby Billy's head did die. I'm so sorry about that. But like none of the main characters died. And somehow they wrapped it up in a way that like I just didn't expect. Obviously, nobody expected the locust, but I just I knew they would find a way there because that's what they consistently have done. 
but it just ended. It was so cute to me. I don't. Am I tripping? No, it was. It was adorable. That's why I said it felt yeah. like the end of a series because the whole did, family yeah. was together. Yeah, uh, brothers, yeah. sisters, everybody, and then they even had Amy Lee basically like smiling down on them. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. We forgot about Pontius. Oh yeah, so then they show Pontius at the Citadel in his fucking military uniform, <laughs> and he that, that nigga's about to remake Major Pain. And Jesse's like, "Look, I got everything handed to me. I ain't gonna let that shit happen to you." And, Je- and Pontius is like, "No, no, please." Yeah. everything to me. <laughs> He's like, I'm fine with that because Jesse does tell, tell the truth. He says, I don't know who I would have been if I had to work for it. And I'm like, that's fair. And yeah, Ponch is like, I don't give a fuck. Please give me my money back. And then when he leaves, Jesse's like, they're going to eat his ass alive. <laughs> he's he's so happy about it. Um, But honestly, I think that's kind of an interesting thing because Ponchus can bring so much. Ponchus is another character, like a They've shown with Gideon, I guess, that like the kids have a lot of potential. Well, they're the only kids, right? So kids have a lot of potential to drive the story if they want to. I doubt we'll have like a whole Jesse's kids only season, but like who knows what Pontius does? Who knows what kind of time jump they make? Um, But I love that like they gave us something outside the world of gemstones that we know we can check in on later. And so like they could literally just bring Pontius back as like a completely different person. And I think that could be very interesting Um, just in terms of like, because every season they come up with some shit we just never seen before because they're expanding the universe as like writing it as they're expanding it, you know, Um, before I guess before we talk about next season, what was your favorite part of like what was your favorite thing about the finale and then what was your favorite thing about the season overall oh uh, my favorite thing about the finale was baby billy's bobble bonkers because i've been dying to see that since they brought mm-hmm. it up so i'm mm-hmm. glad that we actually got it my favorite thing for the season overall was probably the scene in the silo where they were mm-hmm. where we were all arguing and they were kicking and shit uh i thought that was fucking great i love the dynamic of the children uh I, on the on the old old O-L-I, which is just like, it's from uh, one of my favorite uh, shows, the Levitar show, it means outside looking in, uh, favorite moment, was seeing, was, was seeing teenage Judy and Jesse, because those, ca- mm-hmm. those little kid actors were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love how they do a comedy, a modern comedy that tells a continuous story. I don't know mm-hmm. if, you know, I love Curb. Curb's my favorite show of all time, and that's more si- Although, Curb does tell a continuous story every season, throughout the season, mm-hmm. but it's it's more... The stakes are not stuff. real. Yeah, yeah the like not, not nothing sticks, yeah. This, I love how this is like, it's like a drama, it's like a drama show, but it's not a drama. It's, it's a complete mm-hmm. ridiculous comedy, but the storytelling mm-hmm. is drama style, where it's like one continuous right. story. There's a, na- like there's a narrative. Episodic. Yeah, like, it's exactly. It's episodic, like, they're, they care about plot holes, like, the characters are proven to be true, and they're not just, like, character, like, caricatures, so, again, bringing up Seinfeld for some reason, like, Seinfeld was, I feel like you never understood, like, the pathos of George, or, like, we never, you know, went back in people's lives to figure out why they are the way they are, and even in a funny way, and so it's, like, they are strong characters, but also, like you said, it's a drama, like, we know, we know why Baby Billy's how he is, we know, well, kind of, we know why the kids are how they are, right, and and why Amber and Jess's relationship is so strong, I, I just really, I love this show, and it made me think about, I was watching, when I was, I talked before about how I never finished shows. So I went back to try to finish beef this week 
And I love that show. That's probably why I stopped watching it because I loved it too much. And I was just thinking about how, like, that was such a good fucking show. And I don't even think the Emmys paid attention. And I just think we got to make sure we keep announcing, like, how good these shows are. Because it seems like there's no other way to tell people, like, but this is one of the best shows ever. Because it's so fucking revolutionary in the way that, like, it's still a well-written show, but it's vulgar. And you know how people always try to make it seem like like people are vulgar as a stand-in for actual substance but they give us both um so I just hope that this this hits somebody's ears one day like any anybody involved in this show we fucking love this show we know that you know we do because you have the fourth season coming but please keep being weird as fuck and giving us that that like those characters and I gotta thank Chanel for doing this episode Chanel is going to grad school she's all moved in because she's so much smart and she had to move in and travel across the country and stood up late to do this show with me. And so thank you. By the way, I'm the not fans, clean... yes. Oh, this is for you guys. I'm not quite moved in, but I I, I appreciate the the good the well wishes because it's a mess back here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always happy to talk gemstones. I will say this though about um about season four. Well, about the season overall. I think my favorite part is. I think my favorite part of it is of the whole series, the whole season was how these characters don't really change. Um, like they might change their actions, but like they tr- are true to who they are from kids. And I just really love that. Like that makes, I don't know why, but that comforts me. Um, my favorite thing about the finale definitely was Bible bonkers. And I think also was um, just the way that they were set, so fucking sassy to uh, Eli. That's like, I was screaming about that. And what I think season, I think season four has so much wide open space because they've proven us that every time they're just going to, they're just going to tell us a story we don't know and then bring it into the the present time. Um, I think that I hope they continue to lead the church and that's set. And so maybe it's more about Kelvin. Maybe it's Judy wants a baby. Maybe it's, um, you know, they could go anywhere with it I don't think they are but like they could do somebody wants a sister wife like Eli uh, hopefully they keep Eli alive I don't want Eli to die as a part of this plot twist please keep him the whole show for sure um I mean it could just be anything but I mean because even like they brought up the Y2K stuff right and like that was a past thing that came to present I would I just want to see more of that but I also think like you know I agree that Maymay and Eli were both villains this season and also peter obviously peter ended up being the worst villain of all but um with that said i kind of want to get off of eli get off of baby billy and just like do something different but i don't know what that is and i'm not saying do something different because what they're not doing is good i'm saying what they're doing is not good i'm saying that just because like i love that this show reinvents itself um is there anything you want to say that you think you're going to see in season four any predictions Uh you want to put out there early I have no idea what to expect from this show. All I want is baby Billy, Judy, yep. and yep. the kids. Uh, Eli, mm-hmm. I, I could do. I mean, I'm, I like Eli, but you know, to, this seemed like his redemption season. He was extra awful and then had to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay if Eli goes, and mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what life is like for the kids without Eli. Fair. I also just want to point out that because Bye Bye Girl and them are some assholes, they haven't even started writing season four. It's crazy. Like, we are, 
y'all we're so bad we're going to be so backed up on content i mean mind you there are people who can't pay their rent right now but we're going to be so backed up on content for the next couple months like you have no idea so i need them to end the strike just for gemstone's sake um for us basically and yeah i mean i enjoy doing this brandon i'm so glad we did a comedy show and like yeah because we did some serious at we did house of dragons succession and then we brought it back around to like one of the funniest shows on tv so i'm definitely down to keep doing weird different shows and bringing that to the forefront so yeah i had a fun season so yeah thank you all for listening and following us this season like we said in between now and when ahsoka starts we Chanel and I both watched cloning Tyrone, so we will talk about that at some point. They clone Tyrone. You keep saying cloning. Tyrone. Oh, they clone Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we watched. Um, we're watching Hijacked, and so we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. And that. we'll see what we're doing about Hoochie Daddy. Chanel will let me know, and then we'll get into yeah. Ahsoka, and then Jen, uh, Jen V. So we got some stuff planned to come up for the next few months to keep you guys content we want to we appreciate all the emails all the five-star reviews that we've gotten all the support uh it's been really helpful we really do we really do and we will talk to y'all later if you guys want to reach out to us in the meantime besides email we hit us up on social media the tags are in the show notes we would love to hear from you in the meantime in the between time from now on to the next season please stay righteous <laughs>